0: be mistaken. I'm back, y'all. I'm back. Full Court Press is in the building. We have Matt Um, before we introduce our next person that's with us. We want to send our thoughts and prayers out to Riley. Uh, We hope everything works out, man, and we can't wait to have you back. We have Brian in the building. Brian Luis is in the building. He filled in for me last week and he's back. He just can't seem to stay away. Brian, how you doing, man?
1: Oh, it's fantastic to finally have the energy to work again. Um, obviously, refor- uh, recorded uh, Reform Hooligans this week as well, so SSAW will be hearing a lot of me. <laughs> uh, so I've been watching soccer and basketball pretty much nonstop for the last five days.
2: That's a good life right there. That's a good life.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited as an RB Leipzig fan that we signed Dominic Sabazalai, um, basically the Luka Doncic of uh, Hungarian oh, yeah. soccer, and we'll go from there.
2: Good. Matt, how about you, man? How are you? Man, I'm good. Brian just spoke a foreign language to me because I can't even say what he just said. Uh, yeah. I have no idea what <laughs> soccer player that is. I only watch soccer once every four years. Yeah, I watch it once every four years. That's the World Cup. Yeah, same here.
1: Hungry Hungary will make the World Cup with this kid, so you'll you'll know the name.
2: All right. Hmm. You'll have to repeat it about nine or ten times and spell it out, but I like him already. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, fellas,
2: basketball
0: has gotten underway. Preseason tipped off last week. We had a couple games. A couple players that we were looking you know, keeping our close eye on. Some players that we expected to, you know, have some solid preseason debuts. Others
2: we did not expect. Uh, Taylor Horton. Is it Taylor Horton Tucker, Um, Matt? Yeah, Horton Tucker, man. He's a beast. What he drop? 30 in the 30s? He is a, a really good player. I just hope that we give him some time uh, to play and to sharpen his skills. That is the the question
0: surrounding the Lakers preseason. You know, news. We already know what LeBron's gonna do. We know what AD's gonna do. We we want to see how Schroeder's gonna fit in. Harrell. Well, not me per se because I'm not a Laker fan, but those Laker fans out in the world want to see that. However, Brian, um, your Celtics have a a bit of a you know different team this year. Tristan Thompson, but he's not there due to hamstring. Yeah, Kimball nursing a knee. So Jeff Teague looked like he's going to get the keys to the point guard position right now.
2: And That's uh, fine. Not a bad person to get the keys. Preseason key. debut, he had, what, 18?
1: Yeah, I mean, Jeff Teague looked like his old self. I mean, he's a much better shooter now than – I mean, I remember when he was at Wake Forest. Uh, so I, I'm a huge college basketball guy. Everyone in SSAW knows this. So um, Teague is still the same player that he always was. I think at this point in his career – He's a much better spot-up shooter than he's ever been, and that's the one difference that I think stood out right away. Brian Scalabrini, who I wish wasn't the color commentator for the Celtics. I wish it was Cedric Maxwell. But besides <laughs> the point, I I love him. I, I just know Max personally, so I, 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 I'm I biased on that front. But even Max said on the radio, like, Jeff Teague is a veteran. The Celtics have always had success with veteran point guards, even going back to Red Auerbach's days with Tiny Archibald and Pistol Pete Maravich. And... Of course, Brad Stevens, you know, Jeff Teague's going to defend. So that's a big thing, too. But I was really looking out for Aaron Naismith and um, Peyton Pritchard. And Pritchard got lit up by Nico Mannion in all three times that he played Arizona last year. I think that goes without saying. But Pritchard is going to win over Boston fans with the way that he puts a lot of effort on the defensive end. He rebounds well for a guard. And, I mean, you're not going to see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combine for five of 24. Like, that's not going to happen in regular season games. And then, obviously, Taco Fall still looks like the slowest man I've ever seen (laughs) play in the NBA. And that's no offense to him. But at this point in time, like, Tristan Thompson and, then of course, everything going on with Rudy Gobert, that trade exception is going to get thrown around for sure. So I think with the Celtics, they're still a small team, but it's the same issues up front because, you know, teams like the Sixers that have Embiid are going to just light you up. And yeah. that's the same issue they had last year. Yeah,
2: you, there... think, you think Boston will go for Rudy? I mean, you have to. Did you hear the news? Uh, yeah, I saw I saw today that he uh, wants a max, a super max, right?
0: A super, not a max, a super. How do you turn a down super, a max? A super duper max. <laughs> well, for Gobert, I can kind
1: of understand his position. Because be at this point, he's 27. Okay. He's a big. And to be honest, I mean, if Utah's He's basically saying, "Okay, you want to you want to commit to Donovan Mitchell long term, then you got to commit to me too."
0: Man, if they lose Rudy Gobert and Boston's able to get, they him. might as well trade
1: Mitchell at that point.
2: Yeah. What, what do you, you what, what do you think Boston wow. has to give up to get Rudy Gobert? They have that exception well, alone. Like yeah, that trade Utah exception Utah.
1: alone should be it for Utah. That and Robert Williams. That's you, pretty much you, as much as Utah, Utah. Utah's
2: going to want to get some something back for him, something good because. I think there's a bunch of teams that would be willing to go get Gobert. Oh, man, I wouldn't give up time, Lord.
1: All right, so here's the three teams that would probably go make a move for Gobert, only because of how their guard situations look out. I mean, the Clippers possibly, depending on how they're – because the the salary – they can easily make the salaries work. Hmm. Zubatch and probably Lou Williams and someone else. I mean, for Utah, that's probably the best deal, but I doubt the Clippers want to do that. Um, another team would be probably San Antonio cause they could offer LaMarcus Aldridge and again, go yeah. there with a, you know, no income tax in Texas. That's probably something where they can get a four year max out of him. And that, but that depends, that goes down to Gobert, And then the other team would be the Pelicans if they're willing to move on from Steven Adams and, uh, oh, Jackson, wow. Harris, which yep. if I'm new Orleans, I say no to that as well. What about, what about Dallas? See, Dallas is a, is a really interesting one. Because
2: you put him with KCP in, in Luka,
1: yeah, Ooh. and then obviously, yeah, I mean, that's that's one that's interesting, too. Another one would be Philadelphia if they decide to move for Harden and if they use MB to make that happen.
0: And well, speaking of, it seems
1: like Doc would be more open to keeping Simmons with the way he's played Simmons.
0: Yeah, they just said that Philly wants to see how their stars fit the system because you know they have no urgency to pay. F- because, I mean, Harden, Harden,
1: Simmons, and Gobert, now if Tobias Harris were to stick around, I mean, actually, Tobias would have to be the piece they trade for Harden. So, I mean, if you have Simmons, Harden, and Gobert, that's a much better team for Philly than it has been. It there. actually
0: is because Harden to be able to do his thing. He do not have to worry about Embiid on the outside. Rudy Gobert would just be strictly on the inside because we know he can't shoot. Not that that's a bad thing.
1: And Simmons right. becomes a full-time high post powerful, yep. which is where he should which be. Which is
0: – exactly. People – I don't understand. People want him to shoot the ball. He's not – like, he's showing no urgency. To I mean, shoot at least that.
1: he can hit a 15-foot jump shot now.
0: Well, that so he should be able to do, yeah. A fadeaway, so that's, that's, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: But three-pointers? I, <laughs> I don't know.
1: I mean, plus Philly can move the thigh ball and – I mean, they can move on from some of those other young pieces that Utah likes to be able to grab from other teams and develop themselves.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep on uh, Toronto either, after losing Ibaka and Gasol.
1: The only thing is, do they want to trade OG? And I'm not.
2: They want to trade OG?
1: No, I wouldn't trade OG on Anobi. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Nope. You can't I like save your season. I, like, well, I like their. I like their three because Nurse is a good enough coach to to maximize those
0: yeah, Right. Right. And
1: that's really the biggest deal. Like, I mean, if, if I think for Utah, the easiest deal is Colin Boston. Yeah. and Romeo Langford lift the trade exception. And Romeo, I think, will be a nice little six man, kind of like how Alec Burks was. And I think that's a better system for him.
0: Man, I mean, Danny Ains got to do something. I, I, I don't know the numbers in terms of how much the max is versus the super max.
1: Well, I can tell you the trade exception becomes $28.3 million at the trade deadline. Okay. So Utah can still ride it out and play it safe. But, I mean, if I'm Boston, Rudy Gobert's not the guy I want. I want Aaron Gordon. Like I said Ooh. last week, and I think Aaron Gordon with Tatum and Brown is exactly what we need. to And then you
0: can finally move Tatum to the three.
1: Yeah, and oh, Tatum plays three full time. Gordon God. plays power forward, and actually, oh, thought- Orlando might be in full rebuild mode, and you might be able to take Vucevic if you add Robert Williams, Romeo Langford, and Daniel Tice, and assign a sign of trade. Tice is going to have Tice is going to command a ten to fifteen million dollars salary.
0: Man, if you can get Vucevic and Gordon,
2: oh my goodness!
1: I yeah. say Celtics would have the best starting five in basketball, and if you, if that team that, two years ago.
2: That's that's a hard one to get. A- another option for Utah if they get that trade exception is then uh, maybe you get a couple little pieces for Gobert in that trade deception, like you said, and then you go ahead and flip that to to the Thunder and take Al Horford.
1: Or in a three-way trade, if Milwaukee's in on a star, say if Milwaukee's in on a Donovan Mitchell or um, someone of that caliber, right? They can sneak in a three-team trade and throw, hey, we want this piece. We take Chris Middleton back. And Middleton would be probably the best small forward that's played in Utah defensively in a long time.
0: That is very true. I can't – what, just, uh, Karolinko, rather? I think that was yeah, the last one.
1: That's, that's that's a fair assessment. I was going to say Millsap because Millsap oh. played more small forward there. There you go. But Karolinko and Millsap were on the same team, so I guess they kind of work out nicely. Wow. But, I mean, Denver has to move – Denver is kind of like a riches of wings as well. So, I mean, if a Denver-Milwaukee swap there, that works out. Chicago as well. Chicago might be willing to move on from Otto Porter – or Zach would after, so
2: that's. I think they would be happy
0: to move on from Otto Porter. Man, after him partying like that, I would have been moved on.
1: <laughs> well, 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 I mean that contract. I mean, if, in essence, like yeah,
2: that contract. Ooh, yeah, that contract. Served its million dollars.
1: Right. So, I mean, for Chicago, it served its purpose. They picked up that contract to hit the league salary cap floor, and also have uh, depth on the small forward position, which I mean, Chicago has been struggling with. Seems like since.
0: The Lou All Dang days.
1: So. Yep. Again, like Patrick Williams looks good too. He
0: really does. He he I mean, Leonard
1: Hamilton knows how to coach wins. Yeah. That's that's am sure.
0: He he does, man. He, he uh the games that they played against the Rockets, he stood out to me the most. Him and Kobe White. I already knew Zach Levine, but those two, I'm like, wow, Chicago may have something here. So Otto Porter, I mean, he's a you know, when it comes to shooting, he can do that, but it it comes down to other things. Like when him being on the court and him actually staying on the court with his health, when you look at the the Bulls' wings, though, like Hutchinson, you have Denzel Valentine who can't seem to stay on the court neither. So Otto Porter definitely could be used, but I don't know if it, it would be with Chicago.
1: I mean, Porter, I think Porter's next metamorphosis is a small ball four.
0: Yeah. Makes the especially mood.
1: since his shooting never really developed the way it was supposed to.
0: Yeah, man, y'all need to call and get Otto Porter, man.
2: Uh, I don't. I'm not a fan of Otto Porter. But, <laughs> uh, not since he left
1: Washington. No, I mean, he hasn't really Especially
2: for the money that guy is making, man. Right. Making 28 mil to dump a six dollar bottle of wine in girl. No, that was hilarious. I think he learned that from James Harden. Uh, <laughs> <sure> he learned <laughs> a lot from James Harden. Uh, yeah, a lot. But, are we sure that the Jazz don't give Rudy the Supermax? I don't
1: think they're in any position to.
2: If they do, they can't
0: pay Conley, which they probably won't anyway. I don't think they won't well, I mean, pay Conley.
1: Well, Conley's up at the end of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of yeah. cancels out. But that still puts Utah in the same position that they've basically been in since 2016.
0: Like, they're stripped. I mean, you scra-
1: got, you're up to the cap and you can't really maneuver anybody. Like, Alec Burks didn't really have great value, but he was a good player. You had Gordon Hayward, where, yeah, he was good to a point. Uh, Millsap, where he, you know, you didn't really maximize him before he went to Atlanta. And then even Atlanta made the same mistake and let him walk for nothing. So it's like, at the same time, you know, people criticize the GMs, like how Cuban was at one point, the Anges, the Daryl Morey's. But at the same time, you can't lose players for nothing.
0: And that's what's going on.
1: And I think that's where fans kind of lose out. Like if you look at what the Nuggets were able to do with Malik Beasley last year, that was genius. Because now you knew you were going to lose him in the offseason and you went out and got him. And yet you were able to keep a core team together that probably overachieved getting to the conference finals. But again, and you maxed out the players you could and you got assets for the players that the other play that maybe I think Malik Beasley is is probably I don't even think he was better than Will Barton. I would have traded Will Barton first because I think Beasley could have gotten more value in a signing trade in the offseason.
0: And now Will Barton is saying he don't want to be a six man.
1: Well, Will Barton has to, you know,
0: luck.
2: Smell, wake up and smell the coffee. So, I mean, there's definitely going to be – I mean, Wilton. Eric Gordon,
1: hey, Eric Gordon was at this point too, and Eric Gordon eventually accepted
2: it. Um, Yeah, my favorite spot for Rudy Gobert, though, is Dallas. I want him with Luca, Porzingis, Josh Richardson – um, You still got like Trey Burke I like that team
1: Yeah, and Dallas, I mean, they could probably trade Two or three of those guys and not hurt them completely.
2: You could trade like a James I mean, Portland too
1: Portland might be a team, Gobert might, that might work Yeah,
2: if the Nuggets experiment doesn't work out For sure On Dallas, I'm trading like uh James, James Johnson What, Willie Cauley-Stein And maybe a player like Jalen Brunson Who's got some value
1: Right and, I mean, Utah could easily play all three of those guys. I mean, they need another guard next to Mitchell, and I think Brunson actually could be a starter on that team long-term. So that's that, That's an appeasing trade. I like that better than anything the Celtics could offer Utah because the Celtics aren't going to offer anybody a value other than Romeo Langford and Daniel Tice at best. But even that, I'm not trading Tice for Gobert.
2: What's the deadline? Oh, you wouldn't trade Tice for
0: Gobert.
1: I wouldn't, no, because I would rather have Aaron Gordon and Vucevic Molando knowing that they're going to bottom out.
0: I can't to me, even that's more value. They're going to buy out Vucevic?
1: Well, no, Vucevic, oh, they, if they trade Gordon, if they trade Gordon, that basically means that they're resetting.
2: Oh, I was about to say, say bottom out, bottom out, not oh, buy it.
0: I was about to say, oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: I mean, personally, I would I would love to have Al Horford back if it wasn't for that contract.
0: Yeah, his sister wants him back in Boston, too. <laughs>
1: his, his sister is loved in Boston. I think his sister's literally like, you know how like Ashanti was the previous generation everybody's crush. Yeah, I think I think Anna Horford kind of took the Ashanti reign of oh. the Northeast like crowd. Like, wow. And plus, she's she's an awesome Twitter account to follow. Eve and I have gone back and forth on this for like months. It's-
0: well, when it comes to Daniel Tice, I do like the energy he brings to Boston. I, I I can understand why you wouldn't want to give him up just yet. And then, like I said, if you're able to get somebody like Vucevic, who is an automatic twenty and ten, who can shoot the ball, he can he can. Protect the rim, and he can rebound. Man, I think that right there for Boston would be, that would be it.
1: Yeah, and I mean the, the height too, and yep. that's really it because Aaron Gordon gives him the wingspan. Oh yeah, of course. And yeah. I mean, look at all the guards that the Celtics have. I mean, Pritchard is going to probably get some minutes. Langford, I don't know what Langford's role is. Naismith, obviously, I already feel like is better than Langford. Uh, which I mean if you said that 3 years ago you would look like an idiot because Rewainwright was like a top 5 recruit but I guess that's just kind of way the cookie crumbles.
0: Well, what's the deadline for Gobert's when it comes to this uh Supermax versus the Max? Uh, Supermax is Monday. It's the 21st. So he ain't getting it. No. <laughs> he ain't getting it. And that's going to be a distraction.
1: See, so Utah's been shopping him around for 18 months already.
2: Mm. Okay. I said, so, thought he was like they were apparently now.
1: willing to trade him for a top five pick in last year's draft.
2: Wow, this is going to get. Yeah, the Warriors go- would have go- been interesting if the Warriors would have made a trade to land Gobert. That could have been really interesting. Yeah, but Wiseman is already. Yeah, I think they like what they had with Wiseman. You know, I'm saying, I'm saying, at the draft, if they that oh, yeah. number two pick,
0: and, and Wiseman in mm-hmm. Utah probably would have been good.
2: See, I think
1: Utah was trying to position themselves to make a move for Aiton until the Suns probably had the number one pick, and the Suns had no choice but to take Aiton.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Like that? I mean, I, 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 I right, Like the the Doncic argument, which I've been hearing a lot about. Okay, Doncic should have been the best player in that draft. I'm like, half of the NBA media like looked at Luka Doncic like, okay, bro, you're Gordon Hayward with a better shot. Like that's pretty much what they were saying. And now they're saying, oh, he should have been the number one pick. I'm like, miss me with that.
2: Uh, I, last team, but we'll move on. But the last team I think could be interesting. What if the Wizards try and make a trade? Now that See, I'd like
1: Thomas Bryant. I'd rather have Thomas You'd Bryant. You'd
2: rather have Thomas really? Bryant over oh, 2 player of and get Rudy Gobert?
1: Yeah, if Thomas Bryant never got hurt at in Indiana, that dude's a top-ten pick. Wow. A yeah, he was on that team with OG, and they were number number four in the country, I think, at that point, before OG's leg gave out. Like, Bryant, with that Wizards team, with Westbrook, He's gonna have the same impact that Adams had when Adams took over that starting role in OKC. The Lakers like had Bryant Thomas is a breakout big. Yeah, well, Brian. The they didn't
2: like giving away good players for nothing. We saw that with Zubac, Thomas Bryant. We like to just uh get players like Mike Muscala who aren't gonna do anything.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, that that kinda of sums up the Lakers between two thousand fourteen and two thousand eighteen in the nutshell though.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the Wizards. I'd much rather have Gobert because you have Bertans at the four to spread it out.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, fair. But I mean, Bryant's twenty three years old. Is he? Yeah,
2: I thought he was older. Wow.
1: No, he's young. No, Bryant's twenty three, and I mean, he was a young player when he came into the league. So I'd rather have Thomas Bryant, um, knowing that he won't command that kind of money. Wow, and I mean, Bryant does have some mid range. He can he can shoot from the free throw line pretty can, proficiently.
0: Yeah, he definitely can space the floor a bit. I've um, watched a couple of games that. Plus, he, he met, I,
1: I don't think I think Gobert in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, he'll he'll definitely defend Embiid, Bam. You know that that's awesome. That's great. That's fantastic. But Gobert is still it, when you're gonna have the same problem Utah's had in the playoffs. You know, once people go five out, like I, I could see right now if Utah keeps Gobert, you, OKC is gonna torch them. Because Al Horford will just sit at the free throw line. I mean, at the three point line, and just hit five threes. Because every time Boston would play Utah, they would play Al Horford at the three point line, and Gobert just had no interest in going out there and covering him. Wow. So that's really what worries me. And Bryant can cover up to twenty feet. He could defend anybody uh, uh, inside twenty feet, and I'd rather I'd rather take that chance. Plus, I mean, with the Wizards, they're going to have the athletic. They're going to be so athletic on the wings. Yep. That they're not going to need that help on the on in, in the low post defensively.
0: Well, they got Rury and uh, Thomas Bryant down low, so that
2: should be enough. And then team. if Denny, oh, yeah.
1: Denny develops, they're going to be fine.
2: Yeah, this this Wizards team is going to be a lot of fun. I think this year.
1: Yeah,
0: it. I, I believe they will. I think they'll make some noise. It's going to be fun to see, especially a playoff
2: team. Oh yeah, of course they are. Oh absolutely. They absolutely because they're better than Charlotte. Top. They're better than Orlando. Do you think they're a top five team in the East? No, no. Seventh, eighth no. at best. At six, best. I they are six. I
0: eight. think they're a six seed. Six to eight. Okay. I think five
2: six is best. Five Three. six. I think in that five six range is are like ceiling. Well, you got Boston, Toronto, Brooklyn. Philly. See, I like, I, I like, I, I like the Toronto Wizards work. more than
1: I like Toronto right
2: now. I, I can Ooh, see okay.
1: Yeah, and I and I don't have a lot of faith in Philly because I mean. Yeah, Doc Rivers will have them energized, but then by midseason, when teams kind of figure them out, the Phil- Philly will be right back to where they were. Well, see, that's because... what
0: that's what they want to happen anyway because they want Harden. So they want Embiid and Simmons to implode. So one of them becomes a scapegoat and they get traded. So that definitely can happen. Yeah. Toronto, though, I a lot of questions. But Toronto's also
1: one move from winning the Atlantic Division as
0: exactly. well. So
1: that's, that's also the scary thing. They're anywhere between two and seven. Yeah, yeah. Where,
0: where do you have Orlando?
1: See, I have Orlando out of the playoffs. Okay. See, I think this is the year it's all going to implode.
0: Okay. I definitely can see that. Uh, New York, especially is if Isaac,
1: especially if Isaac's going to be out till February and his height and the way they used Isaac in defensive matchups last year, you know, it just really made things easier for Aaron Gordon to play small forward, which that's not possible until Isaac gets back.
0: Yeah, and, and never
1: mind Bomba's still in no man's land. So, I think that's why if I'm Orlando and you're going to bottom out completely, taking that trade exception from Boston, trading Gordon and Vucevic to get Tice and a couple of guards, well, and at least another small forward like a Langford or something. Then you put Cole Anthony with Markel Foltz and Romeo Langford. You figure out what you have at small forward in the meantime. And then that sets you up for the lottery.
0: I say, y'all keep Langford and get rid of
2: Ojalili.
1: Um, Ojalili should just get cut. <laughs>
2: You guys should sound jello. That's what I think.
1: I mean, Ojale's shining moment was in that Philadelphia series when they swept them two years ago. That was the signature moment in that series (laughs) by defending Ben Simmons. What
2: what team are you guys most excited for this year? I ain't going to lie to you. I'm excited about my team.
1: I I, I really am.
2: Let's make John Wall's healthy,
1: Houston's not going to miss a beat. We can
2: pick our own teams. Let's make that rule because, obviously, I'm excited for the Lakers. You're excited for the Rockets. Brian's excited for the Celtics. Oh, we can't pick our own teams? Yeah, okay. don't
1: pick- well, How about this? I'll throw the New York Knicks out there.
0: Okay, go ahead with New York.
1: RJ Barrett, uh, OB Toppin. OB Toppin looks like he could play on those 90s Pat Riley Knicks teams. Man, he
0: gives me a Mari vibe. Like,
1: Just- I mean, I'll be honest with you. Anthony Mason, before he got... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's the exact player he is. And you know what? Obi could be like a 16 and eight guy in his prime if they can get Kevin Knox to get him on the same, on a tour at the same that's time. That's what it boils
0: down to. Kevin Knox, he really has to be better because he... Mitchell Robinson's
1: going to get every rebound that comes his way. That's that's the way he is. Yeah, they got
2: Mitchell change. Robinson on a steal. What's he making? Like 1.5,
1: 1.8? Yeah.
2: And then you have Nerlins Noel who he can learn from.
1: New Orleans should be playing in Boston, but that's a different story.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Pierre, who are you most excited for? Oh, man, who am I most excited for? I am going to stay in the Eastern Conference. I'm going to go with the Wizards.
2: Yeah,
0: they're I feel like Bradley Bill is going to come back on a redemption year. He averaged 30 last year, and he did not get no respect. You, you throw in Westbrook, who I've been watching Wizards practice footage, and he's just been so happy. Uh, just teaching the teammates and joking around. He's back with Scotty Brooks. You throw in Denny, you throw in Ruri. Um,
1: See, I think Denny could start by the end of the year at the three. Yeah. Because he's a good enough shooter for Westbrook to just drive and kick. You
2: bring back Bertans. It just all makes sense. going to be a fun team. I think it'll yeah. make some noise. I'm most excited. I was going to say the Nets, but I think that's a for sure rowing, right? A healthy KD, Kyrie, who's not excited. Um, I'm gonna say with uh, where I currently live, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Okay, Chris Paul. I uh, like some of those moves they made. They made some noise last year in that bubble, going undefeated. Devin Booker, another player who's got a lot to prove, coming off that All Star snub, just like Beal. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think the. See, star-
1: I think if they kept TJ Warren instead of trading him last year. This Chris Paul edition would be perfect because now they have three guys who can drop 20 on any given. It
0: would be so much better.
2: Chris Paul would
1: have like 12 assists a game, like he didn't know.
2: They traded TJ Warren for what? A second round, future second round pick? And that's trash. Yeah. Did they use it? Like Indiana's gonna
1: lose. Like Indiana could trade Oladipo and TJ Warren might become like an all-star candidate. That's literally like how awkward it is.
0: And at
2: this point, they did pick up Jay Crowder, though. They did pick up Jay Crowder. Yeah, I, finish, yeah. I like I like Bridges. I think he can have a really good season. They brought back like Sarich, um, and some of those guys. So I think this can be a good team. I think they can possibly sneak in at that eighth seed.
1: Yeah, that's not out of the
0: question.
2: We'll see how Jalen Smith does. To me, that was the big question in the draft. Why draft him so early? Yeah, they could have um, went back and got him with the other uh, pick they had. So. <laughs> yeah, but let's see how him and Aiton do together.
1: Yeah, see, I feel like Aiton would play well with a with a with a four that doesn't need to be near the paint.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Aiton would play great with like a if they were able to get like a Gallinari, who I wanted them to get, or like a Bertans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, San Antonio is
1: the team that I'm a little worried about because I know they have Lonnie Walker and Deontay Murray, and when they were both drafted, I loved the both of them. I thought that that's a good complimentary because I'm like. Lonnie is more balls to the wall, and Deontay's more like astute defensively, and, and a little bit like that. I just feel like with the Spurs, I feel like Popovich is like he's got all these young kids, but he doesn't have. See, Lamarcus Aldridge is kind of getting like to the point of his career where he can't move the way he once did. And that's becoming. And plus, DeRozan's like a volume shooter. It's like he takes 20 shots a game, and like nine of them, I, I don't understand why he takes.
2: I want shots. DeRozan to get moved.
1: Where he's another one. He's another one like Gobert. The market is really limited because how many guys are looking for a twenty shot a game guy that you know can't play defense?
2: Can can uh you think a Toronto reunion?
1: No, I think that ship has sailed.
2: (laughs) I heard some rumors. I just heard some rumblings.
1: See, I feel like DeRozan in Atlanta with Trey Young because I feel like DeRozan's slashing ability would work.
2: So many wings.
1: Yeah, but, like, again, Atlanta's track record seems to be – well, actually, you know what? When the Golden State Warriors signed David Lee and Andrew Bogut, people were a little shocked that they they signed those two guys. But DeRozan's not the kind of veteran that those two were. Like, Andrew Bogut was a guy where if he was healthy in Milwaukee, he basically was the second coming of Chris Kamen with a little bit more offensive game. Like, that's the kind of big that Atlanta would kind of need if they were going to go after a big and move on from a Capella. And of course, depends what happens with John Collins as well, because he's probably the biggest restricted free agent next year. That yeah. isn't a high profile name. I, I, um,
2: if you're the Warriors. Would you swap Wiggins for DeRozan?
1: If you can get someone to Wiggins take Wiggins' awful DeRozan. contract, I would.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. You might be able to swap Wiggins for DeRozan.
1: If I was San Antonio, I would take that risk.
2: That's not a bad idea. And then... Yeah, I, I like that move for for the Warriors.
1: And then even when Clay comes back, I mean, you'll have DeRozan. DeRozan and Clay is going to be weird <laughs> once Clay comes back. But, I mean, again, Clay is a kind of guy that doesn't need the ball to make any kind of impact. And Steph has been more than willing to play off the ball
2: when needed. So I, I think that could Ubre. work in the short term. You still got Ubrey as well. That's yeah, Ubrey's still also. there. And, and what, what type of deal is he on? Oubre, I think, has one year left.
1: Like and I don't think he's going like to have a problem being a – like, he's not going to have a problem being a six-man behind those nope. three. I don't think I so. I mean,
0: heck no. I, I wouldn't. And I don't even like that team, but I wouldn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, plus, Oubre's the kind of guy where he, he can go out there and he can play with any other four guys, and you'll still notice him on the floor. Yep. His That's time at the cool. Wizards proved that. So
0: yeah, He's gotten better since then, like Wizards, then he went to Phoenix and he was killing it. He got hurt, so I'm expecting Yeah, I,
1: have, I remember when the Wizards put Devin Booker at point, Uber a and TJ Warren at the 1-2-3. and three. I go, okay, so is, is Doug Moe the coach? Is Doug Moe the head coach of the Phoenix Suns right now? Where he's just like, let's just score a bunch of points and, and not defend anybody. At least
2: Uber a would try that's to That's the defend. thing, is defense. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: you know TJ Warren's not going to defend anybody. That's never been, that's never been the case.
2: I still think I still think there's one name that will get traded, Kyle Kuzma.
1: Yeah, and I think Oladipo, If I were the Lakers, Oladipo, as I said last week, I think Oladipo with Braun and Davis would be the good move, especially with you know Oladipo being 28 years old, Davis being locked up for four years, LeBron having another three, and I think Oladipo defensively is someone I think LeBron would cherish being able to play with. At
2: this, point. I mean, if if Indiana would do that, I would do it in a heartbeat.
1: I mean, Indiana was willing to at least think about trading Oladipo to Boston, which I thought was insane for Gordon Hayward. Pierre. They thought about it.
2: Pierre, mm. you think Kyle Kuzma gets traded? Where does he oh, end up? Of
0: course. I don't know where he ends up, but I'll definitely see him getting traded. He just looks lost out there. He had a good game last night, you know, when he start. But if he's not like, a – Horton starter, Tucker.
1: Like, Horton Tucker could take all Kuzma's minutes. Yeah, and that could
2: happen. Have- I mean, I think it if, will. if the Magic want to bottom out, I'll take Vucevic. I'll, t- I'll take Aaron Gordon. I'll take somebody. See, I think Go Vucevic ahead. on the
1: Lakers would basically turn AED into like kind of the Kevin G- Garnett role when he was in Boston with Perkins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is, that, is that something – I think that's something Anthony Davis would like. I think Anthony Davis likes playing further away from the basket.
0: Yeah, exactly. that's he <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Of course. He, he doesn't, little, We saw that last year. Yeah. I, and then even, I mean, the Lakers can use another big, you know, I mean, I know they have Harrell, but I mean, you know, let's just uh, knock on wood. Let's say Gasol goes down. Let's say AD goes down. You can't trust Kuzma and Harrell. But you know? if I'm
1: the, if I'm the Lakers and I'm moving on from Kuzma, I would rather go get a two guard that can complement LeBron. So LeBron can kind of the stay in the right guard role at the one. Absolutely. So, I mean, if
2: you get Oladipo, I'll take that in a heartbeat. I, mean, I, I think,
1: think Oladipo is the best option, especially if you're going to have Schroeder.
2: I just don't think the Pacers would do that. The move was there. Buddy Hill for Kuzma should have happened.
0: I don't know why it didn't happen.
1: See, he- I feel like the Kings just like Buddy Hill too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see.
2: They overvalue him.
1: Yeah. I mean, not to the point where the Celtics were with Jalen Brown before last season, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close. I don't Although know. Although Ainge ended up being served right by that, but still.
0: Yeah, Kuzma, I, I I don't know. I mean, I know he has the the talent, but it just he is just not like he the, is what he is. Yeah, right. Yeah, you I mean like
1: went. Kuzma at best is like I mean, what's a player that I'll throw out there? Like I mean, he can be like a George Lynch, uh a Stacey Ogman, like I mean he has that he could be that kind of player.
0: Fantastic man.
1: Right. I mean, and Kuzma defends. I mean, Kuzma's a lot better defensively than he was in year one. But at the same time, this goes back to the Davis trade where the Lakers should have held out and kept Brandon Ingram. Because I think Ingram with LeBron would look like they wouldn't have had any issues last year. Like the Lakers would have probably just swept through the entire playoffs. I
0: said the same thing. Yeah, man. But the thing
1: is, like, you're Rob Polinka, you're like, okay, I'm going to get Anthony Davis, and he's guaranteed to resign. So we're willing to go that extra step.
2: And it worked we didn't out. think we were going to re-sign him like he just did.
1: Right. So, I mean, you don't regret that. I mean, it's, it's pretty much the KG trade in the modern in the modern sense. Like, you know, you got that trade because of an agent. But at the same time, like, he's re-signed for four years, and he's easily the best power forward slash center in the NBA. Yeah.
2: It's a, it's a good time to be a Laker fan after a lot of miserable time. Yeah, um, here. Yeah. do you think anybody gets traded for the Rockets this year? <laughs> Ooh, you're going to come at me with it. Like, you know, just, about, that was the kind of question. I just I left right at the rim for you. I've been MIA, I know.
0: Um, I don't see a trade this year. I do see one in, on the horizon. But this like season, no. I think we'll try to make it work, see where it goes, and we'll just split you know, next offseason, you bring in John Wall. And like I said before the recording, I was excited. I'm like, okay, John Wall, this man has been away from basketball for two years. I know what he can do, but the question is, will he be able to do it? Based on what I've seen in the preseason, I firmly believe he can. He probably won't play the full 60, 72 games. Hell, he probably won't even play 60 games. But if he can play 50, 55 games, I'm happy. DeMarcus Cousins as well. Same applies to him. The Westbrook trade, I just think it was one of those things where it's like, oh, uh, uh, you say you want to go. Well, I want to go, too. Oh, okay, well. Yeah. Uh,
1: like, as I said with James Harden, I mean, and, and Sam Amick had a column that came out, um, to, uh, obviously, a couple of days ago, and saying that, you know, there's three teams that are really in involved. The Nets are a perfectly fine standing pat the way they are.
0: They, they uh, And honestly, they should.
1: And they should, because, I mean, LaVert and Dinwiddie are really talented players, yeah. and they're going to be able to maximize those guys. If I were the Bucks, I wouldn't touch James Harden. If I were the Heat, I wouldn't touch James Harden. Well, actually, I would, but apparently Tower Hero is like, you know, the next coming of Allen Houston. And know, I, right? don't so, under-
0: I don't understand that. <laughs> who's John, Who's the
1: John Stocks that's going to teach him how to play defense? That,
0: that's my, well, Jimmy Butler, but I mean
1: – Jimmy Butler is a – like, all right, I, no offense to Jimmy Butler – Okay. John Starks is a much nicer human being than Jimmy Butler. Well, Jimmy yeah. Butler is the kind of person that, like, he's the boss that you respect, but he's not the boss that you want to hang out with outside.
0: Yeah, because, you know, once you get by yourself, I can't stand his ass. You know, I get that. So
1: Right. So, I mean, essentially Jimmy Butler is the modern-day Dick Barnett. He's just going to be a nasty, nasty dude. And that's fine. This generation needs at least one or two guys like that. Now, it's not like he's playing in Boston with Marcus Smart. That's going to make him play defense. So Hero essentially becomes like a spot-up shooter that can dribble. He's a good ball handler, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. unless he adapts to play point guard, what is his long-term future?
0: That's a good question.
1: And that's really it. And I think, well, Goran Dragic, but I'm like, well, Dragic defends. It's just Dragic, all the injuries that he's had, he looks slow defensively. Definitely, People have to forget, Dragic is 30 now. Like yep. this isn't the old the young Goran Dragic from the first time he was in Houston with chubby Kyle Lowry. Like this isn't that <laughs> Goran Dragic anymore. Okay. So at the same time, like if you're in Miami, why would you go after James Harden when you can possibly get Kyle Lowry on a cut on a cut deal? You can go after Oladipo. You can go after DeRozan, which I think DeRozan and Jimmy Butler would work.
2: I've yeah, I've heard some rumors DeRozan to Miami, that's a place that people want to see him. I, I just mean, want makes- Harden out of Houston. I
1: mean, he would be like how Latrell <laughs> Sprewell was in New York. Oh, look at after you,
2: man.
0: All
1: those issues, but
0: Look at you, Matt. I just want Harden out of Houston. <laughs> hey, no. Well, I
1: mean, here's the thing though, right? If you are if you're Houston, if you're trading James Harden, you want to get young players. Yep. That can yep. build that yep. team. Now, keep in mind, they already have Christian Wood. Yep. That's a big Atlanta is the best team for Houston to make that trade with because they got
2: so many young players.
1: But I mean, seriously, I mean, Kevin Herter can play the three. Houston can trade for John Collins and pay John Collins, and Collins can play the five. Christian Wood can play the four, Mm. and then you still have John Wall. And then if you're lucky, you might be able to grab like a lottery pick if you trade Harden by midseason. Which I mean, if I were P, if I were Pierre's position as a Houston Rockets fan, I want to play out the season, then trade Harden. Yeah. Even Boston's trade exception looks just as just as attractive if they give me Daniel Tice and Romeo Langford. <laughs>
2: he does not oh, like that one. He's he's not, I'm off. But for again, that. everyone in the
1: Boston media wants James Harden because they think James Harden is the is the piece. But again, I see that as Kyrie 2.0.
2: Ooh. But again. That's, that's okay. He hit a nerve with him. Now he hit a nerve with Pierre. No, 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 he did not. No, I mean, for
1: Boston, Harden could be a, t- no. a Kyrie 2.0 situation. It and, could
2: be. And I, and I am willing to
0: admit, I've been quiet on this too long, but I see it now.
1: What I am in Monday. If is right, if if trying to sell the team, he right? Needs, he needs to anyway. Getting cutting payroll is the best way for him
0: to sell the team. He needs to sell the team. He We're in this mess because control. of him.
1: That's I the, mean, look at what the New York Mets did in the last eight, nine months. They basically cut a bunch of payroll, and then Robinson Cano got suspended, which somebody had to have set him up, by the
0: way. That, yeah, there's I, no
1: way nobody I, set him up. Think, and now Cohen comes in, tells De Blasio to go screw himself, gets the stadium deal done, and now he owns the Mets.
2: Yeah, No, I think 100% that the Rockets need to cut down their payroll and I think Harden is going to be attached with, like, a, a P.J. Tucker. Um, well,
0: they're joint at the hip anyway, so you know, right. it I, makes I, sense. I
2: think they'll be I mean,
0: I
1: think, be- right? Daniel Tice playing with Christian Wood, that's interesting.
2: I think any team in the league is is interested in Harden to a certain Right. Point. So but I, the- Atlanta, Atlanta is interesting because they have a lot of young pieces, and I don't see them throwing all this money at John Collins.
0: Man, you just say – Especially Atlanta. if Capella's there. Right, which is
2: his boy, and
1: Harden has that chemistry with Capella. Harden was not happy when they traded Capella.
2: But do you want Harden in Hotlanta? Atlanta? Well, his personal trainer is there, so uh, you
0: I don't be doing it. him a favor. I, hell, I don't believe it either. <laughs> how can you? I mean, Atlanta. Right? Like, wow.
1: I mean, Atlanta's front office. I mean, obviously, I mean, Tyrone Corbin still works in the front office. I'm sure Tyrone Corbin could talk some sense in the James Harden. Yeah, that, right. That's a
2: team that Lou Williams would want to get traded to, too. He'll be like – Absolutely, and his dad so still, still works radio in Atlanta. So we got his, this thing rolling. That man
0: sat on the stand and said he went to Vegas and Atlanta because he was training. <laughs>
1: I mean I'm just saying Tyrone Corbin still works in that Atlanta Hawks front office. And he's the one that would have he's the only person that might be able to convince James Harden to get into a semi-rebuilding situation. That's all I'm saying.
0: He gotta do something at this point, because it, it just looks bad right now, like really bad. Like
2: I think I think Mori will pull the trigger. I think we'll get Harden to to Philly.
0: Well yeah, and like I said, they wanna wait for they wanna wait to see how Simmons and Embiid Mess with oh, the new oh, system. It. It's not going. Philly.
1: There. I mean, Philly. Philly offers an interesting angle, but at the same time, if you're trading Harden straight up for Embiid, and Embiid gets hurt, that trade doesn't look good on paper. Is there
2: any, is there any way you can uh, trade trade for Harden and keep Simmons and Embiid? It have no. to be
1: it, to I mean, It's highly unless unlikely. What Unless Tobias Harris decides to become 1984 Bernard King, yeah,
0: it'll be like <laughs> Tobias, Stiebel,
2: Maxi, and some. It'll be something like that, but. How many draft yeah. picks do they have left? They probably can give you a hall of draft picks as well. That's what they want anyway, <laughs> but they want a so, cornerstone. I don't know. Maybe Tobias Harris gets flipped. You had a third team in to take Tobias Harris, and you get more young players too to Houston and more draft picks.
0: Don't get me wrong, I like Tobias Harris, but he's not a cornerstone.
2: No, but I think I think if you add a third team that that wants a player like Harris and will give some young players in draft picks, now you're it's it's valuable. um, another young player from Philly, a lot of draft picks from there, and another team, that can be interesting for and then you keep Simmons, Harden, and Embiid and Danny Green. Boy, oh boy. Oh, and Dwight Howard? Don't forget about him. And Dwight? I (laughs) I don't know. That's why
1: I think, like, I mean, as I said, if Dwight were a little bit younger, I think they would pull the trigger on Embiid right away. But I think because of Howard's age, you you never know with Dwight Howard, right? I mean, from year to year, it's like one year he plays well. Like, he had that decent year in Charlotte where he was rebounding everything.
2: Yeah, he was killing.
1: He had that year in Atlanta where it didn't look like he tried. And then he had last year in L.A. where he looked really freaking good.
2: I was hoping we were going to keep him.
1: Yeah? I wouldn't have blamed you for that. I was
2: confused by that because he said he wanted more money, and then he goes signs for like $2 million to Philly.
1: Well, maybe L.A. only wanted to offer him the minimum.
2: It's going to be something to keep an eye on because as the season goes on,
1: I mean, especially with this draft. I mean, I've been watching a lot of college basketball the last couple of days. This draft looks about 13 to 14 legitimate starters right now.
0: This
2: upcoming draft? draft?
1: Even Kate Cunningham, Cunningham, who looked awful. The other last night, night he against looked TCU.
2: horrible. Last night he did not look good.
1: But he was good on the defensive end. And he was really good off the ball and let his teammates kind of dist- – I mean, if someone else stepped up on OK on Okie State, they would have beat TCU. But TCU also is coached by Jamie Dixon, which we know – can definitely half-court trap, and that's what they do with Cade Cunningham. He's going to have to work on that. But at the same time, he's a legitimate player.
2: Yeah, I'm a big Cunningham fan. I think I want more than anything, I want him to stay in Oklahoma, and I want the Thunder uh, with their million draft picks to to find a way to get Cunningham.
1: Him and Shea. Him and Shea, and then if Horford sticks around, they got a – that's a nice team there. I just – as I said, I just feel bad for Al Horford, but I don't feel bad for that contract. Either.
2: I, I think he'll get moved. You don't think Horford will get moved?
1: See, I feel like they OKC has to wait until February and see how desperate. I mean, I think if Utah were to make that move for Gobert, uh, for Horford, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how that would work. But I feel like Horford and Utah would revitalize his career.
2: What about Horford to Milwaukee if they're like we need something to get over? Uh, here.
1: Well, I mean, Giannis would probably be all for it because he goes, that's one less guy in the league that can defend me. Um, (laughs) Legitimately.
2: (laughs) it hits February and Milwaukee is like, we need some more to get over the hump to to get to the. Are
1: they going to be willing to trade Chris Middleton for it? I don't think so.
2: Do you got to give up Middleton? Maybe you do something with Brooke Lopez's contract.
1: I just don't know how much Milwaukee has to give other than Middleton. Like, I mean, you could probably take Horford, but...
2: You do does that mean play. you're going to get
1: a Diallo, too? Like, I would want... I would want
2: it. And Brooke Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I mean, Milwaukee... Milwaukee should look at Rudy Gobert next offseason. If, if Rudy is a free agent next year, I think Milwaukee can make that move.
2: I don't like it, though, because Giannis is not the best shooter. Um, But what I like about Horford is he spreads the floor.
1: Right. But, I mean, it's not like... See, with Drew Holiday, and then I also think with some of the other young guards, they have like DiVincenzo, they'll have enough floor spacing for shot for guys to hit shots. Connaughton as well. They'll have enough guys to hit shots.
2: Yeah, I would it think- just
1: comes down to, like, defensively, Milwaukee's not good enough to beat. Like, if Milwaukee matches up with Miami in a conference finals, they're screwed. If they match up with the Nets in the conference finals, they're absolutely screwed. <laughs> because they can they can just have DeAndre sit in the box and put Karis Levert on him in the perimeter. That's... That's going to tire uh, Giannis out, and I mean Chris Middleton's good enough, but at that point Chris Middleton's defended by Durant, and then Drew Holiday's defending Kyrie. That's kind of an even matchup based on the way they both played in the past. So, mm, I don't know. I mean, as I said, I think the Nets, as look as as good as they as good as they look in the preseason, I'm not buying fully in yet. I feel like I'm going to get absolutely reamed a new uh, asshole by Nets fans by saying that. But again. You look at Boston, Boston knows how to play together. Once Kemba comes back, that's, that's, that's a wrap. Toronto plays a certain style, and they can frustrate anybody. Philadelphia, I feel like, I mean, Simmons and Bede obviously are clicking, but it really comes down to Tobias Harris. So you have six or seven teams that legit have two or three guys that can put the ball in the basket consistently in many ways. And I feel like for Milwaukee, like yeah, Giannis is awesome. Getting him to resign, which is probably the biggest story in the NBA that we haven't talked about. But at the same time, what is the potential of a Milwaukee team?
2: I don't yeah, I just did on the trade machine. The only way you can really make it work is Brooke Lopez, DJ Wilson, DiVincenzo. and you'd have to throw in when he's tradable. Um you have to throw in Bobby Bobby Portis,
1: and I I'm not interested in that. I mean losing Divincenzo, get, losing Vincenzo yeah. would hurt them deeply. Yeah, like that's the kind of player you need off the bench. Yep, I agree.
0: It's, I mean, here's the thing: like a sign
1: and trade, like a sign and trade in the summer. Like I mean, Milwaukee should have made a bigger play at Tory Craig. In all honesty, out of all the free, instead of going after Bogdanovich the way they did. They should have made a move at Tory Craig, so they could play Tory Craig at the four because the power forward. Unless you're going to move Giannis there long term, which I think it has to be the plan. Like like LeBron, right? I think LeBron will probably move to the four if it, if not Davis. Like there has to be some kind of metamorphosis. Maybe Otto Porter after a buyout with the Bulls. Like that's somebody that Milwaukee should look at. Oh yeah, like, they they're gonna need.
2: Huge. They're going to go after that buyout market where the Bucks kind of messed up. Um, was. Like
1: Tory Craig with Giannis and Chris Middleton, that's a fun front court.
2: Yeah, what what I think the Bucks messed up is they needed uh, to bring Brogdon back, not necessarily for the player, uh, but to be able to trade that money.
1: Yeah, like they should have been able to get a lucrative sign and trade for him. They yeah, they have
2: been have able got, to. yeah, they should have brought back money for him. Now you have some more pieces that you can move around in money you can trade to bring on, like an Al Horford.
1: Like I mean, here's the thing: if if Milwaukee had Danny Ainge as GM. I would have faith in Milwaukee winning a championship. Unfortunately, I mean, Budenhauser, what can he do with that roster that he hasn't already done? That's really the concern. And keep in mind, this was the same question we I, I had with Spolster after LeBron left with Wade and Bosh. I go, what else can he do with this roster? So that's really what it comes down to. And obviously, Spolster ended up you know, having a full rebuild and everything. They ended up having a full, a full metamorphosis in four years. But I don't know if Milwaukee is you know, has the wherewithal to make that happen. And they haven't drafted all that well. Outside, I mean, Giannis was a great, obviously, you know, it goes without saying. But, like, Chris Middleton, that's fantastic. But losing out on Brogdon the way they did is kind of like the same way with Philly drafting Fultz instead of just staying at the third pick and taking the best player on the board at that pick. Because I guarantee you Fultz would have been there at number
2: three. Yeah, Uh, another interesting player who I think will get traded uh, Derek Rose. I think he gets bought out.
1: See, Rose in Milwaukee. I don't think Rose
2: bought out because I think he has value to at least bring back a first round pick.
1: I mean, look at Detroit. I mean, if they can move Detroit, the Griffin,
2: grand organization I've ever seen.
1: I, I absolutely agree. If they like, if I'm Blake Griffin, you already know you're opting out no matter
0: what. Man, I don't, even I don't, like, I don't
1: even, even. I don't even think Blake Griffin cares if he's going to get the same money because I mean, <laughs> if Gordon Hayward got the same money and Al Horford got the same money.
0: Yeah, you have to
1: go You know, I'm not really that concerned. Like Blake Griffin is somebody also that's on that trade exception list of someone I would look at. Oh yeah. But I think I think Griffin is someone that would play really well with Giannis. Do
2: you think Griffin would go back to the Clippers? No. No. After how no. they pulled
1: Griffin doesn't seem like I think Griffin in Miami with Jimmy Butler is exactly what Pat Riley
0: wants. Miami, Boston, those to me those make – Like way. imagine
1: Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, and Blake Griffin. Now none of those three guys are really like the ESPN narrative machine of Max Kellerman will say, "Well, you need a superstar to win in the NBA," and I disagree with that That's because Miami doing. made it to the NBA finals. Now, granted, they played a really good Lakers team, yeah, but I mean, Denver. Denver doesn't have a bona fide superstar. I mean, unless you count Jokic as that, but I wouldn't put Jokic in that class um, necessarily. Yet, as good as he is offensively, he's not a defensive star. Like you need a two way star. Like you need a LeBron. You need a KD. You need a. And I disagree with that. Because if you have a good enough team, like Toronto did, Kawhi Leonard is the difference. Okay, fine. But even without that, you could still make it to the NBA Finals with a really, really good player and a bunch of role players that complement them. I mean, the 9 Magic, I still think what Stan Van Gundy did is doable in the NBA. Um, Coach Bud's Hawks, if Jeff Teague didn't get hurt in that playoff run, probably could have made something happen. I mean, the Celtics made it to the Conference Finals twice, where... Isaiah Thomas was the best player on one team, and Al Horford was the best player on the other team. Hmm. So I don't want to hear this ESPN Disney sports machine talking about you need a fide superstar to make it to the NBA Finals. When you saw what happened with the Clippers in the semifinals with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, and I didn't even think, I thought Murray played really well. I thought Jokic, there were a couple of games in that series where he could have played better. But basically, in the in the in the term of, you have Odepo, you have Butler, and you have Blake Griffin. All three guys can take over a game on any given night. Yep. So that's really what it comes down to, and I think for Detroit, if not, if Miami were willing to trade Tower Hero, I'd be okay with moving him for Blake Griffin. Mm. Oh, because trading him to Detroit means the Tower Hero is going to be nothing more than Ben Gordon.
2: <laughs> I like Tyler Hero. I would not want to I do too.
1: But I think Tyler Hero, that's that's the metamorphosis in his career. that he, If he's going to be a point guard long-term, Detroit's probably the best move for him uh, as an individual. And we'll get to find out how good of a player he really is.
0: What about Killian Hayes, though? Because, I mean, they have him. They...
1: Well, if Killian Hayes is the point guard, which, I mean, Killian Hayes is good too. But I think because of Hayes' length, oh. he could be kind of a Schroeder where he can play the two. And okay. Hayes... Hayes didn't really have any issues defensively playing in France. I mean, he played with Tony Parker. So, and we know Tony Parker's not going to let anybody slouch because he never slouched. Not around him. Steven Jackson will tell you how he never slouched. So, on and off the court. So, that's where it really is with Detroit. I feel like just put a team of young players and let them them rumble. I mean, Jeremy Grant's there. So, it's not like Hero's going to not have talent. I think Detroit needs to just get guys who have skills and then find a way to maximize them.
2: Detroit just needs to trade everybody on their roster. Yeah, they're going to go 10 and yeah. 62. The, the, the Detroit needs to do like an Oklahoma City Thunder and just. just
1: well, to- OKC bottomed out, but not really. I mean, SGA is a stud. Chris Paul was actually, Chris Paul kind of. Well, then again, I remember when he was younger and he, when he got traded to OKC and Chris Paul talked about how much he liked playing at Oklahoma City as a young player. Yep. Who felt like all the eyes were on him and being on a smaller market. He goes, you know what? I needed that because I needed to be humbled. Mm -hmm. And Chris Paul played at a really small school at Wake Forest, even though they come up, they're a D1 school, and even Tim Duncan talked about this too at Wake Forest. Like it's a small school because of how close everybody is on campus. Everything's so close knit. And I feel like OKC is the kind of market where, again, Chris Paul enjoyed it and he was a veteran player, but he wasn't the only veteran player there because they had Steven Adams too. So I feel like not everybody's going to rebuild. Plus Sam Presti is like a mad genius too. And people have to give him a little credit because if it wasn't for cheap ownership, um, he would have been, he would be known as the best GM of the modern era in sports. That's that's. Man,
0: we got to keep a close eye on Detroit because Matt <laughs> seriously wants them to free Derrick Rose. Brian yeah. wants them to free Blake Griffin. I want them to free everybody. Free them all. Well, not Jeremy Grant. He wanted to go there, so.
1: Hey, but you know what? How much do you bet Detroit probably looks at it like, oh, yeah, that's Horace Grant's nephew. <laughs> <You're>
2: right. <laughs> all of my family lives outside of Detroit. Uh, and man, everybody wants Detroit just to just to tank and just let it let it all go.
1: Detroit's one of those cities that needs to be good. Like, that's an NBA. I mean, think about the stars Detroit's had. They've had Hal Greer, Bob Lanier. They've had Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas, John Salley, Dennis Rodman, and Joe Dumars, Mars, Adrian Dantley. They've had so many star players come out of there. And then to bottom out the way they did in the last, like, basically six, seven, eight years is disgusting. Yeah. They look like the 1970s again. That's how bad Detroit is right now. Man.
0: It's funny. All eyes is on New York. And now it's like all eyes is on Detroit.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with the Knicks, like R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, even Alfred Payton and Dennis Smith. You could probably trade two or three of those guys and get someone that's like a B player.
2: Okay, we'll I don't be know if Detroit has that.
1: We'll like, playing... I don't know if Detroit
2: has that right now. I'm I'm excited for New York Knicks' future. Uh, yeah, I think I mean, they've done a great job this offseason. I, I
0: am floored with Obi Toppin's potential, I, I like what I've seen so far. R.J. Barrett is being more aggressive, and I loved it. I was like, this is the R.J. that should have showed up last year. You already know Mitchell Robinson. You already know what he's bringing. But one person off the bench, Emmanuel quickly. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a next factor off the bench. Alfred Payton as well. I think, you know, he finally is coming to his own game. When he was with uh, Orlando for a couple of years, he was kind of, and then he went to New Orleans. He kind of settled in, and now he's with New York, and you know, it's working for him.
2: I would trade Julius Randle because I just think that's something somebody you can actually get some value back for.
0: Well, yeah, because Obi Toppin's going to make you want to trade Julius Randle.
2: Yeah,
1: and Randle's somebody that if you pair with like Dennis Smith Jr. and Kevin Knox, you can get a B player. What and B player? You can come come absolutely from. get a B player. Well, I mean, look at New York. If you want a small forward. I mean, I think so. Actually, let's not even look that far ahead because I think the Utah Jazz are going to kind of fall apart once Gobert leaves. Donovan Mitchell won out.
0: Like, if I were in New
1: York, that's that's who I have my eye on, is Donovan Mitchell. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of dude that would cherish playing in New York. And even at that point, you might say, well, what if we give up R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle? Is that enough for us to keep our young core together? And I think so, too. And I think with R.J., like, RJ and Randall for Mitchell. I mean, if you're Utah, you have to really seriously consider that.
2: So, yep. you, well, what I'm hearing this whole podcast from start to finish is Brian thinks the Jazz are going to explode.
0: Well, they—if if you have a player on your roster that wants a super max, and and he turns down a max, what yeah. is that saying about him? Okay, Do you want to lose it?
1: Rudy Gobert for nothing, right? Because now that puts you in the same position you were with Boozer. And Bill yeah. Sapp and Carol and obviously Karolenko was older, but it's not like Karolenko couldn't have gotten you a pick in the twenties at yeah. that point either. And, and I so you have it. to maximize your assets.
0: I get it, you know, financial security, I get it. But my question is how much more Supermax than Max? Like Rudy Gobert, like I mean, do you want I ain't paying him no Supermax. No, me neither. That's I'd the... rather have Tobias Harris
1: than than uh Rudy Gobert.
0: I, at that point, yeah, that's and that's my thing too. I I just can't see a scenario where no team will pay him a super like
1: John Wall sitting out for two years has more value than Rudy Gobert. The
0: hey, <laughs> there wow. it is right there.
1: <laughs> there, I, I mean, and, Gobert's not an offensive presence. Like, I mean, you have so many bigs in the NBA that are so skilled offensively, and then obviously, you have more coming over from Europe in the next two or three years, from what it looks like. So if the NBA is rapidly changing and Gobert has to defend outside of fifteen feet, he's useless.
0: Yeah, I, I, oof, it, and this is what we were saying, Matt. It's gonna be—it's gonna be a distraction in Utah. It's, it's yeah. definitely gonna be one. And Donovan Mitchell, and it's gonna become a jealousy thing, like you said, uh, Brian.
1: Never mind the fact Gobert is probably the reason that the NBA had to lock down. To
0: exactly, and then you want us to give you a supermax? No. <laughs> So I definitely can see a scenario where that's yeah he was at daughter. the PSG
1: and you know what's funny he was at a PSG game like what five days before the whole COVID thing happened so the fact he was flying out to Paris and then flying all the way back to Utah and then he looked kind of slouchy even before that so yeah I mean the, 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 I don't know I mean there might be a point where you just get fed up and have to reset I have to press the reset button especially in a deep West where you know the Warriors aren't going anywhere. The Suns look like they're coming. Denver and OKC are going to probably position themselves in the next five or six years. I mean, San Antonio looks like they're ready to kind of bottom out, too. But, I mean, at least with DeRozan and Aldridge, you move on. You're not going to get as much in a trade. So losing them for nothing doesn't hurt them as much because let's let's be honest, right? I mean, you still have Lonnie Walker. You still have Deontay Murray.
0: You still have Derek White. So it's
1: not like – and you have Derek White. So if you trade two of those three guards – even if you were to keep Aldridge on a 1-year deal, you can go out and get another small forward. Yep. So at the same time, like Utah just has to bite the bullet and and move Rudy Gobert.
0: Dallas is I mean, Utah's going backwards, not forward.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's kind of sad when I think Chicago looks like a better team in the long run than Utah without Gobert or Mitchell. Like, if Mitchell's not going to commit and Gobert's gone, then you're pretty much the Chicago Bulls.
0: I'm sure Michael Gibson would love that. (laughs) I do not want to be the Chicago Bulls. I mean, mean, if Wendell
1: Carter, Kobe White, and Zach Levine are all playing well and Patrick Williams looks like he can defend, he's finally the small forward that they've been looking for. Because, as I said when they drafted him, I go, Williams looks like a reach. But, I mean, I know what they're looking for. They want the guy who – they want someone that can do what Otto Porter was supposed to do. And if that's the case, I'm okay with that, especially in a draft like this one where three through basically 17 is even talent.
0: And then if Laurie Markkinen can buy in and stay on the court too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know the NBA season tips off on the 22nd. This is the last week of preseason. Is there anything that you guys want to see before we we get out of here um, in terms of preseason or have you seen enough?
1: I just want to see some of these young rookies continue to take advantage of uh, the time, the minutes.
0: Matt, what about you? And don't say James
2: Harden being traded. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you took mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to just get to the regular season. It, uh, we got what five days left. I want to get here, uh, because I'm very excited for my fantasy basketball roster
0: yeah you do have an impressive roster I must say
2: how you got that team I have no idea you know uh, it's a youth pastors league and I just want to say the favor of the Lord right
0: there <laughs> I guess that's what it was as for myself, I just want to see chemistry chemistry being built not just for my team but just team's overall team you know guys working their ways back from injuries new players um uh, whether you were drafted or signed as a free agent. And injuries as well. I pray this because we had a lot of injuries last year. Well, not really that many, but we had some injuries. And, you know, we know with injuries, it's a mental thing. So those that are working their way back, whether you're back now or like a Porzingis who, you know, will be back uh, throughout the season, just want chemistry established and a fun season. I know all eyes are going to be on the Houston Rockets, and I can't wait for that neither. Man, it's, it's going to be an interesting season, fellas.
1: Yes, it will be.
0: Oh, man. I can't even give a prediction as to, like, who I – mean, I know the Lakers will be there, like, just off the top. Like, it's LeBron. You just can't count LeBron out. But as far as the East goes, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Eastern Conference looks to be, like, about 10 or 11 teams that could possibly make the playoffs. I mean, Gordon Hayward obviously breaking his finger. He'll be out for a while. So, Charlotte, I don't – I don't know how Charlotte can make up for the shot creativity there, but I mean, and that, and even at that point, like by mid-February, before the trade deadline, I think we'll have a much clearer picture in the Eastern Conference. In the West, I don't think we'll know the West until about St. Patty's Day.
2: Okay, Matt. In closing, you have anything you want to add? Back-to-back champions, baby. Oh
0: wow, he went there.
2: Well, let's. We'll see if, if that.
0: Um, Prediction comes to light It's more likely it will But we'll see Maybe the net to have something to say about that Maybe Boston Who knows But if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns Hit us up on Facebook and the SSAW group Or shoot an email to Press 82 at gmail.com Also We want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas And we are doing something special here uh, we are giving, maybe, I believe, what, Brian, three to five listeners an opportunity to win an NBA League Pass subscription.
1: Yeah, there's more to come from that because that's, um, you know, Cecil's the evil genius there, and the will be uh, dividing that. So we'll take we'll leave that with Cecil and, and CJ, of course. But, if, you know, an NBA League Pass giveaway, uh, I know I would definitely be interested in that if I were a basketball fan. Yes. Which I am. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Again, we wish y'all a Merry Christmas. Can't wait for the NBA season, and we thank you guys for listening. We're out of here.